It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today. How wonderful to be able to open up God's Word and study right from His Word with all of our listeners on a daily basis. We're so thankful that you've tuned in today. We're thankful for all of those who tune in on all of the days that you listen to this program. Many of you do so every day or at least close to it and many others as you have the opportunity. But we appreciate every one of you, even those who are listening for the very first time. And if you are listening for the first time, we hope that you will become impressed with the fact that we actually teach the Bible on this program. That really is what it's about. We want to bring God glory by teaching His Word accurately and effectively and thereby helping you come to understand better about what the Word of God holds for your life, how you can have the best life with the greatest hope and the most promises for good of any life that anybody could possibly live. We hope that you'll be encouraged and enriched as we study together today. And it's great to study today along with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, it's always a blessing for me to be with you on the program and again to open God's Word and to study those magnificent promises and truths and commandments and warnings and rebukes on occasion that are contained within the Word, all of it written for our instruction. And you know, sometimes we don't always key in on that fact. All of this God has put down because He knows what's best for us, and it's for our good, to help us live the best life now, here in this physical realm, and then to experience an eternity in His presence when our physical life has come to a conclusion. And what a a wonderful promise, a wonderful destiny that is for us to look forward to. Amen. It's hope, isn't it? It really is hope. And not just a wish, mm -hmm. but I mean a desire plus an expectation. That's right. And that's what real New Testament hope is. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're talking about to a great extent in this particular line of study. Yes. We're talking about our life being worth living. That's right. And we, we introduced this particular study a couple of days ago by talking about how so many people have become so forlorn with life that they have taken their lives. Yes. Or at least attempted to do so. Yes. Really or so. if they haven't quite gotten that far, they've thought about it. That's right. Now, that's unfortunate. Yes, it certainly is. We might remember again that Jesus said that he came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly, John mm -hmm. 10 and verse 10. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's referring to this life mm -hmm. if we're walking with him faithfully mm -hmm. as well as eternity. Oh, yeah, I don't think there's any question about that, Gary. And, uh, you know, we can look to one of Paul's writings in this regard where he can reinforce that thought. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, he speaks about physical training or exercise having some profit, which it does, but he speaks about the fact that godliness has promise for this life and for the life to come. So it's much better. Yes. Now, we noted that where our mind is set, mm -hmm. our focus in life, mm -hmm. is really determinative to how we're going to either well, to how we view life, certainly, but, mm -hmm. but, but even to whether we're happy in life or unhappy in life. To a great extent, it's a mindset. 
Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, the wise man in Proverbs 23, verse 7, spoke about the fact that as we think within ourselves, so we are. You know, and it's exactly what you're talking about, Gary, that, uh, you know, trials and stresses and different difficult circumstances are going to come to us in life. There is no getting around it. There's no changing it. It's going to happen. So we need to determine within ourselves that we're going to be able to meet it with the proper attitude and get the most out of it. And if we will, we can find ourselves still with a positive outlook, a positive attitude, even in the face of trials. Absolutely. In fact, James says uh, that we can take joy <laughs> in the face yes, of trials. That's right. That sounds crazy to us from a, from a human perspective, mm -hmm. but he's talking about somebody who lives with the right focus in life, mm -hmm. and ultimately that being spiritually grounded. Yes. And of course, having that right focus, being able to be joyful in the face of trials makes us stronger people, ultimately. It really does. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to come around and wrap our minds around the fact that God is there to help us mm -hmm. if we'll turn to him for that help. Mm -hmm. Now, part of that turning to him for that help is that we need to live faithfully before him. Exactly. Live by his teachings. But he created us. Mm -hmm. Genesis 1 and verse 1. Mm -hmm. He created us special from mm -hmm. everything else that he created mm -hmm. because he created us in his image. That's right. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to not get the big head and think that we can just decide everything for ourselves and we know what's best. We know what we want to do. Boy, we stumble all over the place. We trip and fall head over heels. We get ourselves into all kinds of trouble with that kinds of attitude. We sure do. And so Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah 10 and verse 23 that it is not within man to direct his own steps. That's right. We need God's guidance. Oh, so much. We really do. Mm -hmm. God cares about us and he cares for us. He cares what happens to us. That's right. And if we will live for him faithfully, mm -hmm. then he will be with us mm -hmm. in our lives. Yes. And you know, you read that, that familiar passage from the 23rd Psalm mm -hmm. in our last program, mm -hmm. and particularly Psalm 23 and verse four, talking yes. about when somebody is facing death. Mm -hmm. And how does that go again? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Speaking, of course, about God. Yes, yes. If we know that God's with us, mm -hmm. we can face whatever danger might come with the assurance and the confidence and the encouragement that, hey, God's with me. That's right. You'll see me through this mm -hmm. one way or another. Mm -hmm. Well. God demonstrated his love for mankind in about as vivid a way as we could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. He sent his son into this world to live as a human being mm -hmm. and ultimately to die on the cross as the one time for all time sacrifice mm -hmm. to pay the price for the guilt of man's sins. Yes. And he did that as the son of God. Yes, he did without any sin tainting mm -hmm. his life. And of course, it needed to be that way because he is the sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Mm -hmm. 
John chapter 3 and verse 16, probably almost all of our listeners can quote it from yes. memory. Right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How many times has that verse been quoted from memory by people since it was first written almost 2,000 years ago? It would be impossible to say, but uh, you know, it's got to be a number just absolutely huge. And yet, how few people live for the real promise that is contained within that verse? Yeah, we, we like to focus on the love of God, and I think it's good that we do. Uh, God is love. The scriptures tell us that as well. But I think you're right, Gary. The, the verse is so familiar to the majority of us, sometimes we may miss the fact that God gave his son to die for our sins. For us, because of our sins. Yes. You're right. Now, uh, Paul puts that, the Apostle Paul puts it perhaps in a little more uh, pointed way mm -hmm. in Romans chapter 4 and verse 25. Yes, there we read, who, has, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Yes, he was delivered up because of our offenses, our transgressions, our sin. Not his own. Not his own. Yes. It was for us. Yes. Because of ours. Mm -hmm. God sent him for that specific purpose. In 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 3, uh, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Let's look at mm -hmm. that first. Okay. And, and really, that particular text, go ahead and read verse 8, but I just want to point out some other words in that, in that general context there. Yes, that's a very rich passage. Uh, verse 8 specifically reads, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us while we were still sinners, mm -hmm. verse 8. Mm -hmm. In verse 6, he died for the ungodly. Right. For the ungodly. Mm -hmm. And then when you drop down to verse 10, it talks about how we were enemies of God mm -hmm. until we were reconciled through Christ. That's right. Now, you think about that. Ungodly, sinners, enemies of God, mm -hmm. that's us. Mm -hmm. And that was the state we were in when mm -hmm. Christ died for us. Yeah. And you know, all of that makes sense when we go back to that original idea. God sent Jesus to die for our sins yes. because as you pointed out so well at the time Christ died we were ungodly we were sinners we were enemies of God and his going to that cross was a demonstration of God's love for mm -hmm. us and of course that all goes back to our initial point that we were trying to make in this regard the fact that we can depend upon God Yes. We can depend upon God and make our life worth living because we know he cares for us and because we know he sent Christ 
to die for our sins. He already demonstrated that to us, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Now, let's look at another one. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3. And this states it just about as clearly as it can be stated. Paul said, For I delivered to you, of, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. For our sins. Yes. Because of our sins. Mm -hmm. On behalf of us, mm -hmm. due to the guilt of our sin. That's right. And our helplessness and hopelessness without God having sent Christ to die for us. Yes. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, what do we read there? Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. The offering and sacrifice to, to God was his own life. It certainly was. His own life. And so that ought to help us, again, recognize the hope that we have, but also the value of our life. That's right. God sent his son to die for you and me and everyone listening mm -hmm. to this program and everybody else who is alive in this world at this time. Now that makes each one of us special. <laughs> it certainly does. And it ought to tell us that our life is worth living mm -hmm. if we will live it by God's standards. Oh yes, absolutely. God cares for us so much that he could send his son to die in our place. Mm -hmm. Now, why would we place our trust and our dependence in anyone or anything else? Yeah, you think about... Doesn't make sense, does it? Who else has done that for us? Yeah. Or something even remotely close to that? No one. Nothing else could, could come close to giving us such hope. No. So, life is worth living if we depend upon God mm -hmm. properly. That's right. Now, we need to be willing to accept, to some degree at least, mm -hmm. our lot in life. Right. I know that, that uh, some people would probably, there are probably guys out there who are five foot three who would like to be six foot four. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. And there are probably some some girls out there who would uh, like to have blonde hair instead of uh, brown hair. More than likely. And there are some guys and girls who sure wish they didn't have freckles all over their face. Yes, I'm sure there are. Some of us would like to have a really nice, full, lush head of hair. Mm, some would, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Some of us wish that our physical bodies were stronger, mm -hmm. perhaps more shapely. Yes. You know, more physically attractive. Mm -hmm. But we're all worth something. Oh, yes. And it's not based upon how much hair we've got, whether or not we've got freckles, what color our hair is, how tall or short we are, or how skinny or heavy we might be, or... Mm -hmm whether we've got bow legs or straight legs or whether maybe we've got some physical infirmity mm -hmm. that handicaps us in one way or another. That's right. You know, the blind person is just as valuable 
and has just as much hope from the spiritual perspective mm-hmm. as somebody who has no physical problems whatsoever. That's right. We know that God is not a respecter of persons. Yeah. And this body is not what we're going to have in eternity anyway. No. No, and you know, that's, that's a good point, Gary. We, we read over in the book of Revelation how the time will come when God will wipe away all tears. Yes. And no more a, sickness, no more dying. What a wonderful thought that is. Yeah, yeah. No more pain. Yeah. And the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that we'll have a new body. A new body. And I would hasten to say that I think we can expect it to be fully firm. (laughs) (laughs) No blindness, nothing like that. That's right. Those things are of this world. Yes. But we're looking forward to eternity. Mm -hmm. Now, but while we're living here, life is not always filled with pleasant things. Yes, and how many of us can attest to that? Yes. You know, virtually everyone who draws a breath. Job, we read something in Job chapter 5 in verse 7 that I think we need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. There we were told, yet man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. All of us experience trouble in our lives. We certainly do. And of course... For any of our listeners familiar with the account of Job, we know what he went through. Oh, my. At least we can read about it. We don't know from the standpoint of really understanding, but we can read about it. Yes, yes. In the 14th chapter of Job, Mm -hmm. in verse 1, we read further about the brevity of life. Man who is born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. The kinds of things that we would call trouble, maladies, tribulations, challenges, difficulties, the negative things, that's part of living in this world. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, if if we just focused on those two passages we read that come from the book of Job, we might think, wow, why go on? It isn't worth it. But, of course, the point is, God has not promised we're going to have a trouble-free life. That's right. And a lot of those difficulties that we look at and that that shake us at times, they're a result of sin, ultimately. They certainly can be, yes. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, what did Paul say that he learned? He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in the previous two verses, he's talked about how He had known life when things were going great, Mm -hmm. and he had known life when things were kind of a bummer. Yes. But the lesson that he had learned was that he could face whatever might come, victorious through Christ who Mm -hmm. strengthens him. Now, again, Mm -hmm. you see there's a relationship there that's Mm -hmm. that's imperative. Mm You've got to be walking with Christ faithfully. That's right. In order to be able to have that promise and that hope. Yes, absolutely. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26, we read about Moses. Mm -hmm. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. 
esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. He looked to the reward. Mm -hmm. If we went back into uh, the Old Testament, we'd find a passage, I believe, that says Moses walked with God. Mm -hmm. Now that talks about his lifestyle. Yes. God never promised that life was going to be easy. He just promised that if we'll walk with him, he'll walk with us and help straighten out the ways. That's exactly right. And we can have confidence in that. And we can have hope in that. Yes, we can. Now, if we accept our lot in life, then that's going to free up a lot of anxiety, a lot of disappointment, a Mm -hmm. lot of tension that we have kind of uh, built up and stored up inside. If we can say, okay, I'm not going to be six foot four. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got freckles. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe... And you and I both have known people who are blind. Yes. But it didn't stop them. That's right. And I remember, I, I know, I knew two really neat people. They were married to each other. They each stood about three foot high. Mm-hmm. One of them had no hands. He just had hooks. Mm-hmm. You might have a hard time keeping up with that guy when he was living. <laughs> yes. He was a salesman. Yes. He supported his wife. Mm-hmm. Through sales. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. And she was too. Yes. Now, physical infirmity, no question about it. Didn't stop them. Mm-hmm. And they were people who found joy in life and their lives were with God. Mm-hmm. And they could look forward to eternity with him. And you know what? They're going to have a new body. Yes. They can look forward to that. And you know... Job, that we mentioned just a few moments ago, is a great example of that, too, from God's Word, where we know many of the difficulties, at least, that he faced that are recorded for us in the Old Testament, you know, losing his livestock, losing his servants, losing his ten children, ultimately losing his own health, and yet... Through all of that, we read in more than one place in that book of Job, he did not sin, he did not curse God, he did not blame God, he accepted his lot in life. Yes, and God blessed him more abundantly in the end than he had in the beginning. Exactly right. The text tells us. That's right. Well, do you think he got stronger? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And that's what we read earlier in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, mm-hmm. that as we face those trials, we can look at them with a positive outlook mm-hmm. and that working through those trials with God's help, we can actually become stronger mm-hmm. in our patience mm-hmm. and stronger spiritually. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to stop here at this point, but we want to come back and continue this study next time. We sure appreciate you listening, and we hope that this is becoming encouraging to you and giving you hope and perhaps a new outlook on life. We'd love to send you that free Bible study and help you learn right from God's Word how you can be assured of the best life in this world and in eternity. Why not call us right now? 